Peace. One of the most important things in your life and the foundation of mental health. Peace enables you to make wise decisions without the interference of outside emotions or outside circumstances. In fact, we've already learned, haven't we, that the difference between the world's way to peace and God's way to peace is that in the world's way, it depends upon the outward circumstance. But God's way to peace lies strictly on the condition of the inside of a person. So what we want to learn to do today is to learn the footsteps that bring us to genuine peace. So um, get your pen, get ready, let's go and learn the footsteps to genuine peace. Here we go. First of all, we have to understand that that's why Jesus came here. He came to give us the steps to peace, the footsteps to peace, if you please. So let's look at the scripture together. He came to give light to them that sit in darkness. That's the first reason. Secondly, uh, to give light to those that are in the shadow of death. Ooh, that's really an important one too. However, the one I want us to get here is he came to guide, look at this, he came to guide our feet into the way of peace. Our feet, henceforth the idea of the footsteps to peace. So just so you know a little more confirmation of this, let's look at this scripture. Now the God of hope fill you with all joy, look at this, all joy and peace. Now watch this, in believing, it's gonna be very important that you mix what you learn with faith, that you believe these things to true because faith comes true for you, okay? So the God of all hope is going to fill you with, now, I want to back up, watch this, not just joy, but all joy, and not just joy, but all peace, and it comes from believing what we're about to see together. Let's go on further. So that you can abound in hope through the power of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost. He is going to, as you believe, give you the power and you're going to abound and you'll have hope in all of life and never feel hopeless because God comes to fill you with joy and with peace. <clears throat> Secondly, it's gonna be important that none of us are casual about this idea of having peace. It's not an option. It's so critical, it's so crucial, it's so fundamental, it's so radically important to your personal well-being, and of course, if your personal well-being is what it should be, others around you are going to get the blessing as well. But it must be pursued. We just can't be casual about it. Hear now the scriptures, see now the scriptures that indicate this. First of all, keep the tongue from evil. That's a good idea. And keep thy lips from speaking, you know, bitter ideas, right? <clears throat> Depart from evil do good. Now watch this. Seek peace. Seek peace and not just seek it, but watch this. Pursue it. Pursue it. Go after peace. Make sure you don't miss these footsteps to genuine peace. Go for it. It's critical for your mental health and your well-being. Look at this scripture. We know, we know this from Second uh, Timothy 2.22 that says uh, flee youthful lust, that's a good idea. But it isn't talking about what we should flee, but what we should follow. Here's what we should follow. Number one, doing what's right, 
Always follow right doing. Secondly, follow faith. Thirdly, follow charity or love. And look at this, and peace. And this, these rather, are the ingredients, look at this, of all them that call upon the Lord out of a pure heart. <clears throat> On the other hand, foolish and unlearned questions avoid, knowing they do gender strife. That's the opposite to peace, right? Watch it now. And the servant of the Lord must not strive, but be gentle unto all men. So, we, have to, we cannot be casual about having peace. We, we've, we've got to go for it. It's what we should be following after, following, in fact, hard after. Um, <clears throat> check this verse. He that will love life. I suspect that's you, by the way. Um, and I, I think that you not just love life, but you would really like to see good days. So how do you get that? You refrain the tongue from evil, and your lips that they speak no guile. And watch now, let him avoid evil, do good. Now watch again, this is, this is a different scripture, though it's very similar. Let him seek peace, seek, go for it, like search it out. Now watch this, and ensue it. This word ensue means to pursue, in fact, it means to run after peace with all your worth. Go get it. Don't be casual about peace because it's the core condition that will make the rest of your life function successfully. Jesus came to show us the footsteps to genuine peace. But we must not be casual about having that peace. <clears throat> now, here's where peace begins. It begins with peace with God. We have peace with God through the redemption that he supplied. Now, this scripture is fundamental because this is the core. This is the starting. This is the first step, if you please, on the steps towards genuine peace, footsteps. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace. Look at this. This peace comes from being justified by our faith. When you put your trust in what Jesus Christ did for you on the cross of Calvary, and that he rose from the dead. Remember, he died to save us. He rose again to prove it. He ever lives to guarantee it. And someday he's coming back again to demonstrate it. But watch this now. Being justified by faith, we have peace. Now, watch this now. We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. We have peace with God because of the redemption. Now, before I go further, I wouldn't want you to miss the treasure that's found in the scripture. Redemption gets rid of all the past wrongs, all the past sins, all the past injustices. And guess what? That automatically sets you in a peaceful condition with God because all the bad stuff's dealt with by Jesus on the cross. <laughs> Being justified by faith, we have peace, okay? <clears throat> now, watch this because it goes further. Because by whom we also have 
access, again by faith, into this grace. And what is that? It is the power of God available to you. And look at this. We stand in it. Where did we stand? And we rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Why? And not only so. Now, now we're really getting to watch this footstep because this first step is having peace with God through the redemption that he supplied for you. Now, this redemption is so strong. This peace is so prevalent that look what this next part of the same verse tells us. Watch it now. Here we go. Not only so, but we glory. Can you believe this? In tribulation? You see, this peace does not matter how bad it is around us. It can be really rocky. It could be... Oh, it could be obnoxious. It could be people and circumstances and all kinds of tribulation. But this peace that you get enables us to, hey, okay, come on, tribulation. We can handle this. That's how great this peace is. Instead of being upset, anxious, panic-stricken, instead of being nervous and uh, off-kilter, Instead of all that, because remember that through this redemption, we have peace with God. And not only do we have this peace, but this peace and this grace are so strong that we are able to, hey, okay, tribulation, I can handle you. Come on. Because God plus you can take on anything that you will ever face. We have peace with God through redemption. And then, having peace with God, the next footstep to genuine peace is to get the peace from God. And this peace from God always causes us, no matter what we face, to triumph, to become victorious. Remember, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. Remember that? Now watch here. Here's what the Lord says. These things, Jesus is speaking, have I spoken unto you that ye in me might have, have peace. Have peace. We got peace with God. Now we're going to get peace from God. Now watch this. That you might have peace. Then um, me that you might have peace. Now watch this. In the world you will have tribulation. Tough times, mountains to climb, rivers to cross, oceans maybe, watch. You will have tribulation. But watch this. But be of good cheer, because I have overcome the world. And that, my friends, is precisely this next footstep. This peace from God is so amazingly wonderful, giving us access to his grace, it doesn't matter what's coming, no matter how much tribulation is around us, whether it be viral or sickness or, or uh, animosity, whatever it is, all kinds of tribulation, but it's not going to affect you. You will have peace. Why? Because in the midst of tribulation, you can be of good cheer because he 
has overcome the world. Um, <clears throat> this is an important part of the step. Watch this. The Lord of peace. Don't you love this is what the Lord is like? The Lord of peace. Now watch this. Himself give you peace. Give you peace. Now watch here. Don't miss this simplicity. You know, let me just mention that when you look at Scripture, it's not like reading another book embedded in phrases and sometimes uh, in paragraph form, sometimes in sentence form, sometimes in just an adjective or an adverb. There is buried some amazing truths, right? So you don't read it just like every other book. It's not a cat. It's a very defined. Watch here now. So the Lord of peace himself give you peace. Now watch this now. How often? Always. Now watch here. And by all means, he has got peace technologies, if you please, in place for you. And the Lord Jesus himself is going to give you peace, and he's going to do it all the time. So peace doesn't come and go, because it doesn't matter what circumstances are. This peace is an inward condition of heart and mind. And he's going to give you peace always, by all means. Now watch the addition to the scripture. Here's why you can count on it. Are you ready? Look at this now. Because the Lord be with you. Whoa. All of you. You are not exempt from the peace that God, he wants you to have it always by all kinds of means and he will be with you. Oh my, this is so good. If, if you weren't, if the camera wasn't on right now, I'd be having a little hallelujah spell. That's what I'd be doing because this is so great news. I hope you're getting it. <clears throat> next, we need to understand. And the next footstep to peace is to understand that if you become, and I use the word extreme, not in the sense that it's uh, faulty, but really zealous, to be extreme about God's word is going to provide extreme peace. Extreme. More peace than anybody could else could ever have. Now here's how. And, I, and I'm going to ask you to bear with me. I'm going to take you through a pretty lengthy passage. I'll do it some part of it quickly. But I want you to catch this. Here we go. God says, my thoughts are not your thoughts. Boy, have you recognized the difference between the way he thinks and the way that we think? And look at this. And neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. All right? As high as the heavens are higher than the earth. Look at this. So are my ways higher than your ways. Now look at this. And my thoughts higher than your thoughts, well, how high are the heavens above the earth? We're not talking about the atmosphere of uh, three miles, four miles, eight miles, ten miles. <clears throat> the closest galaxy to us is 200 light years away. I think that's, the, I mean, do you know how many galaxies there are in the universe? And do you know how you'd have to travel at the speed of light for century after century after century, thousands and thousands of centuries to get to some parts of the universe. 
That's how high the heavens are. In fact, it's like this. You see, light travels at the speed of, as you know, of, uh, and, and watch this now, it travels the equivalent of seven and a half times around the world in one second. That's the speed of light. So how far is the light year? You'd have to take that speed of seven and a half times around the world and multiply it by the number of seconds in a year, one light year. How about 200 light years? How about 2,000 light years? Oh my goodness. You have to take that speed of light seven and a half times around the world and multiply it by the number of seconds in a thousand years? So when God says that his way of thinking is as high above our way of thinking as the heavens are above the earth, without exaggeration, my friend, he is a lot smarter than any of us and all of us, even if we put all of our intellects together. He is really smart. Now watch this. And he lets you know what his thoughts are through his word. So here's what he says. First, the rain comes down from heaven and waters the earth, returns not thither, but waters the earth, and, and makes it to bring forth, causes it to bud, makes the good, and to give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. Now watch this. So is my word that goes forth out of mouth, because the word is the expression of his thoughts. They will not return zero unto me, but they shall accomplish that which I please, and they will prosper in the thing whereunto I send it, which is you. He wants these words and this, that represent his ideas, please, his philosophy of life, if you please. His opinion about everything is so high, and he wants you to have it because it's going to make you prosper. Well, watch here. Watch where it goes. What will happen? Look at this. This is so delightful, my friends. You will go out with joy. And look at this. And you will be led forth with peace. Extreme appreciation about God's word will bring extreme peace because you will go out with joy and you will be led forth. You'll be led by your peace. You won't be doing anything that did bring peace. You, your peace is going to rule you if you get God's thoughts and you'll go out with joy and be led forth with peace. Let me tell you how wonderful that peace is. Let's go back to the scripture. Watch here now. It will, it, it will seem like, uh, watch this now. It's, it will seem like uh, the mountains and the hills will break forth before you into singing and all the trees of the field will clap their hands. Here comes you. <laughs> you will have so much joy and be led forth with peace, so much so that it, it was like the mountains and the hills and f are going to break forth before and singing, here you come. That's what's going to feel like to you. I tell you, this joy is so indescribable and this peace is so phenomenal that life will seem like when you walk out, the mountains are singing and the trees are clapping their hands because here you come. It goes further. Instead of the thorn shall come up the fir tree. In other words, you're not going to get prickly things happening to you. You're going to have strong. Instead of the briar shall come up the myrtle tree. 
and it shall be to the Lord for a name, for an everlasting sign that shall not be cut off. Watch this now. It shall be a name and an everlasting sign. It will be a sign. Here's a sign. When you go out with peace and are led forth with joy, right? Go out with joy and led forth with peace. And it seems like the mountains are clapping, uh, and all the trees, and the mountains are singing. That's the sign that you're following the words of God. The footstep, the giant footstep for you to genuine peace is to get utterly fanatical, if such a thing is even possible, about God's Word. Well, I'll tell you what, let me give you a couple of illustrations. Are you ready? Because everywhere you go in the Bible, you'll be picking up other little tidbits along the way about peace. Let me just show you a couple of them, okay? <clears throat> Look at this. Jesus said, It's been said, Thou shalt love thy neighbor and hate thy enemy. That's what, that's what people say. But I'm saying to you, love your enemies. Do you think you can have peace by hating anybody? Really? Well, I don't think so. If you love them, even if they don't love you, think of the peace that that brings. Watch now. I say to love your enemies. God, Jesus says, I want you to bless those that curse you. Do you think you can have peace by cursing back people who curse you? Really? I don't think so. That's why every word of God tends to give you peace as we follow it, right? Bless them that curse you. Do good to them that hate you. Well, do you really think that you can have peace if you return evil for people who hate you instead of good? Jesus comes to show you that, in fact, if you do good to those that hate you, you got peace. Pray for them that despitefully use you and persecute you. Ha. It's amazing. Watch it now. So you'll be the children of your Father, which is in heaven. This is the proof that you're on the way to genuine peace, following these footsteps. And this one we're talking about is extreme about God's Word. Following, Remember how Jesus said it? Man shall live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. You know, I still want to give you some more illustrations. Because every time you look at something in the Bible, and get an instruction from the Bible, which is the Word of God, and words are simply the expression of His ideas and His thoughts, which are way above ours, and when you get them, they always contribute to peace. Watch. <clears throat> Here's one. Study to be quiet. Uh-oh. Do your own business. <laughs> Mind your own business. I'm trying to be nice when I'm saying it to you, of course. <laughs> Mind your own business. Can you imagine the peace that comes from just minding your own business? Stop being the administrator and the solver of all the problems of the whole world and of the whole universe. Give it up. 
That's not your job. Just do your own business. If you do that and don't mind everybody else, you see, if you start minding everybody else's business, you'll lose your peace. Study. Study to be quiet and to do your own. Let's, let's look at another one, okay? Watch this. David said, my Lord is not haughty. My heart is not haughty. And my eyes are not lofty like I'm so great. Neither, now watch this, neither do I, neither do I exercise myself in great matters or in things that are too high for me. This is kind of similar, isn't it, to the doing your own business thing, right? There's a lot of things going on that are beyond us. And if you allow them to seep or crowd into your life, you will lose your peace. Because you were never meant to handle anything but you and yours. So don't exercise yourself in big stuff that doesn't, I mean, you have, you have no influence on anyhow or things that are too high for you. Watch here now. And Lord, uh, here's another one. Watch this now. So comes one of the disciples, Peter. How often shall my brother sin against me and I have to forgive him? How be it, Jesus, that I just forgive him seven times? Boy, that would be doing good compared with a lot of us. So here, watch it now. Because when we follow the word of God, which is the expression of his ideas and his thoughts, which are way smarter than ours, we're going to get peace. So Jesus comes along. Now watch this. Peter already got a little bit of this. How often shall somebody sin against me and I forgive him? Stop for a second with me. Can you imagine how much peace we lose by unforgiveness? You see, because the opposite to forgiveness is bitter. If you don't forgive them, you become bitter. And we hold on to the bitterness. And like somebody said, bitterness is like poisoning yourself thinking you're really getting the other guy. So Peter's asking, how often do I have to forgive somebody? And he's saying, seven times? And Jesus, look at this, said, no, I say not unto you, not seven, not seven, uh, but until 70 times seven. You already figured that out, didn't you? Four, seven times seven is 49. 70 times seven is 490. <laughs> All in one day. Can you imagine that? Here's what I don't want you to miss. Here's what God does not want you to miss. If we will follow the word of God, which is the expression of his ideas and his thoughts, which are way smarter than us. You'll go forth with joy and be led forth with peace, and the mountains and the hills will break forth into singing, and all the trees of the field will clap their hands, and nothing but prosperity will happen to you. But if we refuse to forgive, well, I forgave him five times already. Why should I forgive him again? Jesus is saying 70 times 7. That means that if you follow this, watch now. Forgiveness is canceling the obligation and the debt of somebody else. Writing the check. 
In fact, I wish I'd put it up on the screen now, and I want to recommend that you go to our website, or you can find it on two, you know, YouTube as well, called the um, Seven Aspects of Genuine Forgiveness, because most people don't even understand the, comp the, the, the ingredients, the seven aspects of genuine. It's worth your watching. Anyhow, back to our subject at hand. Extreme above the Word of God will make you so peaceful, my goodness, in control. Surely, I behaved myself and quieted myself, so David said. Now here's the next step. The next footstep. We're going to do the Word of God. The next thing we're going to do is we're going to pray instead of sweating the small stuff and instead of sweating the big stuff. No anxiety, no fretting, no stewing, <clears throat> no panic. No nervousness. Pray. Look at this. Be careful for nothing. Don't worry about a thing. Be, yeah. Be careful for nothing. Now watch here now. But in everything that's happening by prayer and supplication, which is just intense prayer, right? Be careful for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving, because you see, when you have peace, you can stay grateful, right? Un but people without peace are, are griping all the time because that's the nature of no peace. So be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, go ahead and let your requests be made known to God. Do you know what's going to happen next? If you do this praying thing, watch, watch. <laughs> this is so good, my friends. It's not because I'm saying it. This is the word. These are the thoughts. These are the ideas, the philosophy of God. Now watch this. Back up just with me. Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer. And look what will happen. The result is, and the peace of God, whoa, which passes understanding, People won't even be able, uh, uh, how can you stay at peace? Look at this. If you pray, instead of being worried about everything, and if you pray, make your requests and man on, then relax, leave it up to God, watch here now, and the peace of God, which passes understanding, look at it, it will keep your heart, and it will keep your mind through Christ Jesus. Wow. Pray instead of sweating the small stuff. Pray instead of sweating the big stuff. If you do, you peace. <laughs> I couldn't resist putting this translation in because it really helps from the message. Look at it with me. Don't fret or worry. Instead of worrying, pray. <laughs> Look at this now. Let, let uh, petitions and praise shape your worries into prayers. Letting God know your concerns. Watch this now. And before you know it, a sense of God's wholeness. That's the peace thing, right? A sense of God's wholeness. Everything coming together for good will come 
and settle down on you. It's wonderful what happens when Christ displaces worries at the center of your life. Pray instead of sweating the small stuff or the big stuff. Now, it's important in this next understanding, footstep to genuine peace, is to stay in unity with the Holy Spirit. Now, the Holy Spirit is God. I'm the Father, Son, the Holy Spirit. He's called the Paraclesis of the Paraclete, if you wish, in theological terms. But he is here with us now. See, Jesus has gone back to his rightful place as Lord of the universe, but the Spirit's here. He said, I'm going to send you a comforter, right? So you want to stay in lockstep with the comforter, with this Holy Spirit. Watch it now. We need to stay endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit. Now watch this. this is intriguing. We do it in the bond of peace. What? See, do you remember that the, the Holy Spirit's often used as, as a, a symbolized by a dove, right? Peace, a peace symbol, if you please. And so we keep in lockstep with the Spirit and we are bound to him, and the result of that is this bond of peace. Oh. Now, I did this backwards because the verse before this says this. How do you do that? How do you stay in step with the Spirit? No, this verse actually belongs in the front of the one I just showed you, but I'll explain that better in a moment. So here's what it takes to stay in the bond of peace. Lowliness and meekness. No smart aleck, no smart talk, no ego, no narcissism, no, mm, right? So with all loneliness, lowliness and meekness, with long-suffering, forbearing one another in love, like, whoa, watch this now, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit and the bond of peace. Wow. Now, we already know this, that the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace. Of course, there's more love, suffering, gentleness, meekness, temperance, goodness, faith. It's against such there's no law. Galatians chapter 5, if you want to find it. But watch this now. The fruit of the Spirit, when we know we're in, we're in this unity with the Holy Spirit, keeping this bond of peace, right? the fruit of it, the, the result of it is love and joy, and don't miss it, and peace. Now, here's another footstep to genuine peace. We have to stay at peace with others. And not selectively, it's about all others. Now watch this, because this is not my idea. See, this is God's watch. If it be possible, as much as lies within you, put everything you can into it. Live peaceably. Now, don't miss this, with all men. Some people it's easier to be at peace with than others, but it, uh, we need to stay at peace with everybody. Aha, uh -huh, watch it now. Again, I reverse the scripture. This one really belongs in front of the one I just read. <laughs> I'll show it to you. 
Recompense no man evil for evil. If somebody does bad, don't do bad back. Provide things honest in the sight of all men. And then comes that scripture, if it be possible, as much as lies within you. So, so what's the key to it? You, we have to stop returning to others what they give to us. If they're evil to us, we can't be evil back. If they're obnoxious, we can't be obnoxious back. If they're accusative, we don't accuse back. Recompense no man evil for evil. Provide the substance of your life honestly in the sight of all men and live at peace with all men. Now watch what happens. And how can you do that? How can you and I stop returning evil for evil? Here is the big secret. And I love how God addresses you. Are you ready? Dearly beloved, watch here now. Avenge not yourselves. Mm. Instead, give place unto wrath. Let them be obnoxious if they're obnoxious. Just uh, relax. Don't avenge. Don't do. Don't respond to evil with another evil. Don't avenge not yourselves. For it is written, now watch this, vengeance is mine, watch this, I will repay, saith the Lord. I don't want you to take your hands off the intelligent monitor, eyes off the intelligence monitor for a moment. Watch this now. Vengeance is mine. That's what God says. Watch this now. I will repay, saith the Lord. Watch this now. I will repay, saith the Lord. Watch this now. I will repay, saith the Lord. Look at this now. Don't miss this. I will repay, saith the Lord. Ah, that's why you don't have to do back what other people do. You leave it up to God. Because vengeance is mine, he says. And, and listen, you've got his word on this, you know. You've got his word on this. I will repay, says the Lord. Be cool. Relax. Don't return evil for evil. Don't avenge yourself. Don't try to get back at. Ah, leave it up to God. You say, well, how do I know God will do it? Because he said he would. So why doesn't it seem like God does this as often as we wish he would? That would be a good question for you to ask. And the answer is, because if we do it ourselves, he doesn't. If we get the first part of this, and don't miss it, if we will do this part, avenge not ourselves. If we got it, don't. If you avenge not yourself, then he'll do his part. But if you avenge yourself, he's out of the he's out of the picture. So this is so delightful. So what does this mean? It means if your enemy's hungry, feed him. <laughs> this is returning good for evil, right? If he's thirsty, give him something to drink. Buy him a Coke. Nah, take that back. Make it Pellegrino. <laughs> and so doing, if you treat your enemies this way, no vengeance. Leave the vengeance up to God. And if he's hungry, give him something to eat. And if he's thirsty, give him something to drink. 
you will heap coals of fire on his head. Now, I don't want you to mistake this. So every time I read this verse or present it to an audience, I have to qualify it. This is not, this phrase doesn't mean he's going to feel real bad. What this phrase means is that feeding the hungry and giving thirst or water to, to, the, to the thirsty is the same as putting heaps of coals wrapped in a blanket on the person's head for their journey. So at nighttime, when inside of the road, they have to lay down in the cold, they unwrap the blanket, take off the hot coals, and it keeps them warm. That's what it's like. And here's the principle. Be not overcome by evil. When people do evil, we don't do it back. If you do that, you'll be overcome by their evil. But instead, we overcome evil with good. Footstep. Stay at peace with all others. <clears throat> now, we're getting toward the landing strip here, but I want you not to miss this. That following God's ideas. Remember, his word are merely expressions of his thoughts and his ideas, right? His philosophy, okay? So, wisdom is just another word for his smarts, okay? Following God's smarts will always bring peace. Watch here. Where envy and strife is, there is confusion and every kind of evil work. But there is a wisdom that comes from above, from God, not the wisdom that comes from below. All right? And look at this wisdom. It's first pure. In other words, it doesn't have a mixture of, of anything else in it. It's pure. Watch it now. The wisdom that comes from God is first pure, and then it's peaceable. Whoa. Watch. And it's gentle. And it's easy to be entreated. People can ask you questions. You don't get all upset. It's full of mercy, full of good fruits. It's without partiality, treats everybody equally, and has no hypocrisy to it. Wow. Now it comes to this. Next verse. The fruit of doing what's right Okay, why well, says, following the wisdom of God, doing what's right peacefully. First pure, then peaceable. Remember? Watch it now. The fruit of doing what's right is now sown in peace of them that make peace. Watch now. Because this brings to me to my final thought. Peace is our mission in life with everybody. Not only our personal peace, peace with God, peace from God, peace to others. Watch here now. Same verse. The fruit of doing what's right is sown in peace. If you don't sow in peace, we didn't do it right. Doing right means doing it in peace. And it's in them that make peace. Now, here we go. I really want you to stay with me for a moment. 
because you know this scripture real well. Blessed, blessed are the peacemakers. Blessed, blessed. Whoa, you are really something special and you will receive blessing. Blessed are the peacemakers. They shall be called the children of God. Now I want to take you to an Old Testament and then the New Testament counterpart. How beautiful on the mountain are the feet of them that bring good tidings and publish peace. In those days, the messengers didn't have internet, didn't have any transmission. They didn't have Pony Express. They just ran from one place to another over the mountains with bare feet. And sometimes her feet were broken and busted and cut and ah. But because they were bringing peace, their, their feet were beautiful. Not because of the physical observable foot, but these footsteps of peace whoa, were made beautiful because they were carrying peace. And that's what God wants you and I to do. Okay. The feet of them that bring good tidings that publish peace, that bring good things, of uh, bring tidings rather of good, that publish salvation, and that saith unto Zion, thy God reigneth. So now the New Testament says something similar. How shall they preach except to be sent as it's written? How beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel. Now, I don't want you to miss this. The gospel of peace and bring good tidings of good things. That's the mission. Blessed are the peacemakers. We not only get peace from God and peace with God, but or with God and then from God and with others. But we go everywhere with the motive of staying in peace and bringing the message of peace to others. Why would you want to do that? And the answer to that is simple. Because whatever you sow, that is what you will reap. And as you go forth with reaping, you shall doubtless come again rejoicing. If you go out there sowing peace, your peace. This is another footstep to genuine peace. For thus says the scripture, you give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. Shall men give into your bosom. Your peace will come back because you're bringing peace. And this is the law of reciprocity. For with the same measure that you give it out, it will come back to you again. Peace is our mission, and it's one of the footsteps taking the peace to all others. A translation, and with this I close. Give away your life. You'll find life given back. But not merely given back, but given back with bonus and blessing. You see, giving and not getting is the way. Generosity begets generosity. So we follow our peace 
and we let the peace of God rule in our hearts to which we're called peace with God. Here it is, peace from God, peace with others, peace with others and peace to others. This is our mission and these are the footsteps to genuine peace. If you haven't seen it, there was a teaching before this that was the foundation from the cross who made peace through the blood of his cross. You should view this teaching as well. You're welcome to go to our website. Lots of teaching there, again, on peace. And make sure that you pick up on the one, the seven aspects of genuine forgiveness. Whatever the case is, my wish for you is that you will follow these footsteps to genuine peace. And if you will, the God of peace will be with you always. And to that, beloved, I say amen, so let it be. Music